Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome back to Sure It'll Be Grand, the podcast about two Irish Egypts who give you their two Irish Egypt opinions, and it's the Christmas special. Um, it's a big hello for me, Daniel, and a big hello from all my man over here. You what it do? Yeah, I, I want to hear you do a high-pitched Sure It'll Be Grand intro, because, folks, <laughs> we did it like three times. We're having some so- technical difficulties. Wow, and it's just apparently I have a certain note. I'm like, you know, like those Russian opera singers, like shatter of glass. It's a dog whistle. That's all it's hearing. <laughs> the whole estate, every dog is just pricked up around the estate right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. I want to try it now. In case, uh, we're not going to, like, if you hear it, you hear it. If you don't, you don't. Welcome nope. back. Okay, wait, no, cut out again. No, it's literally yet. the first bit where you're trying to say, <laughs> and that's just gone. <laughs> all right, I guess you'll be hearing my more seductive darker tones Ooh, yeah take it down a <laughs> notch baby and folks uh based on this going on social media and you're gonna have a big plastered image come along this post do you know the statement we are making with this podcast isn't that right on yes it's about damn time too <laughs> all right it's finally time someone stood up to this tyranny the gloves are off okay i'm not <laughs> listening to this shit any longer <laughs> Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. No, it fucking isn't. It's not a Christmas movie. Get your head out of your ass. And that's our episode this week, folks. (laughs) Thank you very much for listening. That's all we have here. (laughs) Um, No, folks. uh, Look, we're going to do a a little review on Die Hard, but we're going to give you our points, mostly why we don't think it's a Christmas movie, and maybe why some people... I'm not going to say consider a Christmas movie, but why some people want it to be a Christmas movie. Uh, because I think that's the main force behind all of this. The reason why some people go to the fore to fight for this movie to be a Christmas movie. I think that's, that's a fairly... And I'm going to say it's, it's mostly a certain gender that pushes this narrative. I think it's fair to say. I, that's probably... Fairly accurate, yeah. I have yeah, yeah. stats for this later on in you the episode. Do? Yeah, all right. I have some stats. For... I have some statistical, factual information to back up everything. Can you give us one say. just to get juices flowing? I can give you. Uh, so they're basically the they're all similar stats. Basically, there's just multiple polls that have been conducted on this question: Is Die Hard a Christmas film? All of them were leaned towards no in the majority. That's all I'm going to say. But well, I give you. Who did the polls later? Also, I was I I like to say hi everyone. It's been a while. I think it's been we haven't been here since Halloween. I think yeah. Um, it was the last episode we did. Um, so yeah. I guess we're a seasonal. <laughs> we just come back and do specials. At the moment, we we skipped over that whole Lord of the Rings thing. Uh, we yeah, actually yeah. we we have a, a habit of making false promises to people. But yeah. look, we're here now. We're doing Die Hard. You have you wa- been watching any good shit in the last while? Cause it's not watching, like I don't. We don't just watch things 
for the podcast. <laughs> I always feel like when I'm watching things nowadays, I'm like, you could do a podcast on this. <laughs> there's, there's a little tiny voice in the back of my head that says it. Now. And for the most part, I'm just like, just enjoy the fucking film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> you know? yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I re-watched Avatar 1, and then I watched Avatar 2, like, two days ago. Um, in one day. slaps. Okay. All right, let's give this a tiny mini review and without spoilers and all that kind of stuff. I think it did mostly what the first Avatar movie did, um, as in it really heightened visual effects and visual storytelling in a big way, like the original. I think the story is a little bit stronger, and I think they, you know, they punch a little bit harder, but. I don't think the story is that much better. Like it's, it's, I, I think it. I think it does every single thing that the first one does, but it does it better and bigger and in a vastly superior way. And I, I don't think. Everything. I think vastly is over. Everything. It's way better than the first one. And I oh, like. I don't think so. I liked the first one. Yeah. Okay. But I watched the first one again, and I'm going to say this. I actually was surprised. Um, I enjoyed the first one a lot more. On I guess, I think probably the second viewing since the initial release. And I really appreciate a lot of the again the world building. I think that's the best part about these movies. The world building is gorgeous. Oh, yeah, it's, it's really phenomenal. fantastic. It's so smart too. It's like people just think, oh, it's just super good special effects. No, there's a, there's a really good storytelling element of how the world is made. Like that, it's really impressive. And I think the second movie did it better, but I don't think it's vastly better. I think it's it's an improvement. Um, I think the like visuals that. Way, way better, obviously, because, way, you know. Yeah, way better. Which, 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 on, which actually is honestly quite an achievement in and of itself. I mean, yeah, I know it's been... Movie still looks good. I know it's been 13 years, but, like, to, 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 like, for one filmmaker within the same franchise to, like, reset the bar for how good this kind of shit yeah. can look, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's a new bar. It really is a new bar height for us. Yeah, yeah. yeah um, but I think well. story-wise... Like there was some strong punch. I think there might have been too many story plots going on a little bit here and there, which is saying someone for a three hour long movie, you think it'd have enough room. But there's sort of about like, I wanna know more about um, you know weird witch cat girl now. Her ma is in the uh space tree internet, right? Like I want more of that. Yeah, <laughs> but that's all so all of that stuff is like the way I looked at that, you're Kiri and all of the stuff that's going on with her. That's that was all set up for the next ones. I get that, right? Like that's going to be. It was it was I, like in the first half of the movie. Like give it uh, more kinda, to the later half of the movie, where we're like, okay, this will show up more in the sequel, not in the let's show the beginning and then just drop it. Like no, yeah. she does some weird stuff. Oh, she yeah, she puts a At few fish to go around she's, the boat. That like, come on, she's, she's the Messiah. <laughs> Probably something or other. Something's going probably. on. Right? Anyway, I fucking loved Avatar 2. I'm oh, probably going to go see it again. Really cool. Really, really um, good movie. Oh, yeah. Uh, definitely. Watch it in cinema. 100%. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Watch it in the cinema. Yeah. I um, have... Yeah. I, w- I watched a bunch of things that are new that came out. I'll give you a quick fire. Did you watch the Santa Claus TV series? No. <laughs> I watched the first two movies. I, I, I left it at that because absolutely I just no. realized it's super Republican and yeah. conservative. Uh, just, that's what Tim <laughs> Allen is. Yeah. I, let me see. What have I watched since we were last here? I watched the first Enola Holmes, not the second one, the first one for the first time. Oh, I like, it's okay. I like yeah, it's both. it's okay. It's not bad. I haven't watched the second one yet. Uh, I watched The Good Nurse on Netflix. That was really good. 
Uh, we both watched Weird, the Al Yankovic story. Pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty we good. We're gonna do an, um, an episode on, but I don't know. I don't think both of us were really in the mood to criticize. It's it's a, it's a fun it's movie. Good. Watch it's good. it. Yeah, it's funny. Um, yeah, I watched. Um, rest in peace. Weird Al. Weird Al died. Think about this. Think about the movie. Damn man, I had no idea. It was in the movie. He that's, died. That's crazy. Can't believe Weird Al is dead. Yeah. Fuck. And Madonna is a cunt. Yeah, well, we all knew that. <laughs> <laughs> I watched All Quiet on the Western Front on Netflix. I, I, yeah, it's, it's amazing. fucking brilliant. It's absolutely yeah. stunning. Uh, we both watched Black Panther. I thought it was a complete waste of my time. To be honest, I didn't care for it. I think they could have probably waited longer and done a story. I think story. they should have, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Um, again, look, there's, there's, uh, there is a certain element of it that um, this movie means more to other to other people than me, but it, for me, it didn't have the same spark as the original movie. I think that... I don't think there was a way they could have really done it properly, but what they did do was definitely not it. Yeah. To be honest. I uh, hate no more in it, by the way. No. Terrible. Oh, I, every time he was on screen, I laughed. Not yeah. to, at him, but, but specifically when he flies with his yeah. little... Again, wind, wind I, I think visually-wise, like, <laughs> I think, like, the... Like, the the art department involved in this movie, again, very talented people. They did some cool storytelling, but I don't know, just the whole vibe was completely off for me. Yeah, and I thought the ending was dumb as fuck. Um, yeah. I watched The Banshees of Inisherin is fucking brilliant. Really. Oh, I haven't really heard of that one. Fucking, really? Martin McDonough's new film with um, Colin Farrell and Brendan Gleeson. Oh, um, cool. Really fucking good. Um, I watched, what else did I watch? I went to see After Sun last week. Uh, also really fucking good not at all what I was expecting it to be but um, very very good yeah there you go those are the big ones I watched some other stuff but none of them are really worth talking about yeah um, no I don't think I've watched much I, it's it's hard to tell because a lot of times I watch things at work so I kind of leave them in the back I have I don't know I don't know why I'm saying this but I kind of want to watch Spirited like it's antithesis to what I normally want to watch because I'm not the biggest Will Ferrell fan as you well know and I especially don't like Will Ferrell in Christmas movies as you oh, well fucking know that thing yeah, yeah. I um, forgot that I existed. have heard him and Ryan Reynolds sing in like some TikTok I went well that's kind of endearing yeah I, <laughs> you I'm, know I'm kind of sick of Ryan Reynolds I mean he's alright he's just he's, just he's there he's not like it's not it's just a, to take, we're like I just don't Saying, "Oh, Ryan Reynolds is in it." That's not. That doesn't sell the movie to me. Oh, you know, I'm I mean, like, well, yeah, I'm gonna be honest with you. Whatever, he's fine. That doesn't really work with any characters. I mean, that's because. In fact, in fact, someone does the opposite because the Mary movie. I'm still going. I like the trailers. But that's because because there's no movie stars left. Yeah, I mean, that's nonsense, but okay. Who said that? I can't um, remember. Some big director said this recently. Probably some old director who hasn't made uh, a movie that's entertained the masses in years. James and Cameron? Now sour about it. That's, that's probably it. Why do you think James Cameron? I don't want to think. Was it? Look, no, it was one of them. You know, you know what the, the directors guys. are talking about. One of them. I don't know. If, I don't They're know. They're just angry men now. Who oh, are no, just it was like, Quentin Tarantino. Oh, like they used to be in my time. It was, it was, it was Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, okay, who gives a shit? Uh, <laughs> it wasn't really what he said. He he basically said that um, the 
people don't go to see Marvel movies for the actor anymore. Like the character is bigger than the actor, and movies are sold on the yeah. character and not the person that's playing them. And the people, yeah, the people playing the big Marvel superheroes are not the same as okay. movie stars before because people don't go see uh, movies to see them. They go to see the character. I, I know I'm kind of defeating my own point by saying this, but um, what was the martial arts based Marvel movie that came out recently? Well, last year or so. The Marvel one. The Nine Rings. Shang Chi. Shang Chi. Shang Chi. Uh, uh, the main actor that came back says, "Well, yeah, but in your time, people like me didn't get the main roles in movies either." And he has a point. I, I mean, he does. And that's absolutely a fair point. I, if we want to talk he's, about this he's making a point. He's making a point. Times, he's making a point, but it's in a different conversation. I think. No, it's I think it was really, a response to that. No, as yeah, but it's not like it's not really relevant to what Quentin Tarantino was saying. It he's is not. We're talking he's not about really, stars in movies. Of course, it is. Yeah, but his point is, he's not a star. The character but is the star. he hasn't had the time yet to grow into a star. Yeah, but none of, of them course. are. Of course. Yeah, but any new star back then... I mean, Chris Pratt is a movie star. Of course he is. Yeah, but you don't... You're not... The point he was making is... you're well, not. people do go to movies for Chris Pratt. They no, absolutely like, do. The point, you're not, the point he was making was you're not going to see... Nobody's going to see the next Guardians of the Galaxy to see Chris Pratt. They're going they to see... Are. They're going to see Star-Lord. No, I disagree. People are going to Jurassic Park for Chris Pratt. They're going to watch Guardians of the Galaxy for not Chris a, Pratt. Nobody. People are going to watch a Mario movie because Chris Pratt is in it. Not a single person went to see Jurassic World for Chris Pratt. You go, I mean, they, if, you go if for that's dinosaurs. that's the statement you're making, I can't argue it, but it absolutely, in my eyes, is people are going to these movies for it. I disagree completely. I, I, I don't know how... That, this is why they're hiring him. Because they know Chris Pratt will give a Chris Pratt performance. Yeah, but you're, it's not sold on him. He's not Tom of Cruise. It's sold on him. You he sell a movie on this Tom Cruise. Yeah, but that's because he has to be. It's not. It, the, he's, you're going to see <laughs> Guardians. You're going to see Iron Man to see Iron Man, not to see Robert Downey Jr. No, it, ap, that's not true either. Like people go to see Robert Downey Jr. because he people know Iron Man for it's Robert not, Downey man. Jr. He people went, didn't even know really Iron Man before Robert Downey Jr. made him in the yeah, movie. But you're going. Or, like, he made fucking Doolittle, and nobody went to see it. Yeah, because of shit. But he was in it. If he was that, if he was yeah, this fucking. But, but you saw the trailers. The trailers were bad. It wasn't a good looking movie. And he's not a movie star. Robert Downey Jr. is absolutely nope. a movie he's not, star. I'll tell you who he's not. He's not Bruce Willis, who sold a movie off the oh strength of his own no bald argument. head. <laughs> uh, he, had, he had lots of hair back then. Kind of. No, I wouldn't say lots. When the light no, hit him at certain angles, yeah. it didn't go well. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's move on from Cosy's terrible opinions on movies. Stardom. They're Quentin Tarantino's um, opinions. Okay, I oh, just yeah. agree with them. <laughs> I'll, I'll listen to him when he talks about feet. All right, we'll leave it at that. Um. <clears throat> anyway, let's t- get into Die Hard. <laughs> Yeah, so, 1988, Bruce Willis was in, like, a lot of rom-commy movies up to then when this script came around. Um, Now, Die Hard, I forget the name of the book now, but uh, it was originally uh, a sequel to a Frank Sinatra movie. It was the same cop and all that kind of stuff. Sorry, the, the book is called Nothing Lasts Forever. 
Yeah, and that was a sequel to a movie that Frank Sinatra was in. It's the movie that was actually made for Frank Sinatra, and he was just like you know seventy years of age and went, "No, I'm I'm okay. I'm I'm seventy years of age. I I don't want to walk over a broken glass." And this is not a Christmas movie. That's what he said. He did say that. Yeah, yeah. That's a quote, direct yeah. quote. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. So this is Bruce Bruce Willis is one of his earliest action films. He at this stage he was like doing albums. He was very much into rom com not rom com just romantic things. Which it's impressive that this is his first action movie, which is arguably the most popular and maybe the best action flick of all time. There's an argument to be made for that, I think. Yeah, there is. There's de- no, there definitely is, yeah. It's definitely one of the best action movies of all time. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't think that's much um, to tell people on the plot, you know. John McClane is coming. He's an NYPD officer. He's going over to um, Los Angeles uh, to see his estranged wife, Holly, which is not a Christmas thing. Um <laughs> Nope. <laughs> no, nope. Holly's Holly's definitely not a Christmas. Kind thing. of, kind of the opposite of Christmas things. Holly, yeah. Oh, I meant the part, the estranged no, part. I'm definitely jumping on the Holly part. I didn't catch that at all. There you go. <laughs> Maybe this is a Christmas. No, <laughs> I know we go through this whole thing. And then we went. We're oh, gonna shit. argue ourselves into believing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. It's a strange wife. She's like a high you know, business career lady. Um, she's changed her name back to her maiden name. Um, he wants to um, be in her life and she's just like, I want my career and I can't just be a cop's wife and all this kind of stuff. Um, they're at her boss's um, corporate building. It's very sophisticated Four. future. Four. So I fi Four. Hmm? Why, are, why are they at the boss's building? Uh, Four. They just finished a major deal. Oh, yeah, okay. They're not... Yeah, what are hey, they? I'm not wrong. That's it. I mean, I'm not wrong. The, yes, t- technically, but also <laughs> it's a particular day of the year, I believe. Yeah, because it's it's a Christmas party, and that's why the security is low. And But they also make a big point that it's also a big business deal that they signed off on. Um, the yeah. The douchebag in the office gave um, McLean's w- wife a nice Rolex as a, hey, you got the deal. And also, I'm probably going to bang you and I do yeah, cocaine I'm in your office. Mr. Spot, buddy. He, listen, yeah. look, I, I'm just going to, let's just put it out there on the table. This is the big the big point why everybody says, it, of course it's a Christmas movie. It's set on Christmas Eve. All right? Yes. It is Christmas Eve morning when John McLean is flying back from New York to Los Angeles. He lands, it's a Christmas party in yeah. Nakatomi Plaza, which, by the way, um, was, I, I go to pub quizzes semi-regularly, and in I've three on th- in three separate pub quizzes this year, a question was, what is the name of the building that Die Hard is set in? For some reason. Don't know why. Just kept coming up. It's Nakatomi Plaza. But, yes, it's Christmas Eve. Okay, that's it. And that's yeah. where and Christmas is. That douchebag lets us know. The, the soundtrack is also a Christmas song, but that's it. That's the end of it. We move on. Yeah. No, it is cr- Here's it's the point. Here, okay, so because it's at Christmas, I want to talk about why I don't think it matters if it's set at Christmas. If you took out it being set at Christmas, 
You could set it to any other day of the year, Thanksgiving, just any day. It could just be middle of the week. And said, okay, they just finished a big deal. Um, they're celebrating. The staff is low. And the security is low. That, this movie work, work exactly the same. It'd be weird. Like, took all the Christmas bits out. It works 100%. There is, there's, there's one thing you would have, there's one thing you'd have to change in the whole rest of the movie if it wasn't set at Christmas. And that's when John McLean puts a Santa hat on a dead German and writes ho, ho, ho on his jumper. Yeah. He'd have to put something else on his head and put, write something else in his jumper. That's it. That's the only yeah, thing yeah, that yeah. changes. <laughs> like, I like, want to, like, <laughs> if I have the resources now, I'd want to take Die Hard with you, and we, if you have the resources and the people work with us, and edit into a St. Patrick's Day version. Oh, of I movie. think it could be done. That'd be fucking amazing. Just a hey, few CG be. effects, you know, some diddly diddly music going on in the background. Yeah, that's John all. John McLean is definitely like Irish descent. He, so, yeah. He's American. He can claim it. He probably does. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's a New York City cop. He's definitely of yeah. Irish descent. Okay. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Like his grandfather bought Italians or something, you know? Something like that. Something. Yeah. It's always something like that. But yeah, so like that's that's the first thing. I think we didn't talk about and uh, we um sometimes we do in the intro. Um you know, for a Christmas movie, they're usually released at a certain time of year, aren't they? I tell you when that is, it's not in July. That's when that is. Yeah. And I know there's the argument people make, oh but thirty fourth um Miracle and Forty Third Thirty Fourth Street. That was set in like I think March or like February it came out. But it's like, fair enough. But you know, when they were advertising this, they also hit everything Christmas related to 34th, Miracle on 34th Street, they, like the original. Like, they <laughs> didn't say it was a Christmas movie at all. <laughs> yeah, and Die Hard wasn't sold as one either. It's not no. a fucking... Like, they released it, it came out in July in the States, and it didn't. It came out in March in, the re- in everywhere else, in the rest of the world. Yeah. So none of it. It's not part of its, like, it's a newfangled idea of the last decade of a bunch of counterculture idiots going, well, which people, who, even people who can't admit that they like a soppy Christmas movie going, yeah. oh, what's your, it's the fucking, it's the little, oh, I'm a fucking, look how fucking cool and hardcore I am. What's your favorite Christmas movie? <laughs> Die hard, you idiot. Yeah. You nerd. What you, you like to watch family romantic stuff on Christmas? Fuck you. I like uh, fucking balding man killing Germans. That's what yeah. I like. I'm cool. But like it boils down to the look, I personally think I think it's it's the epitome of the movie for the da, isn't it? It's, it's for the grumpy <laughs> lad who doesn't want to share feelings like Christmas. And would rather see a man achingly walk over broken glass than say, like, hey, I like being with my family and friends it's, to watch a nice do, movie. Do you know what it is to me? Do you remember do you remember about was it God, actually it's about fifteen years ago now, when the X Factor was at its height of everything. Yes, uh, I do. And every year, every year for about five years, the X Factor winner released their single and it became it was Christmas number one. Um, Always guaranteed, yeah. For, like, it was just nailed on. The X Factor winner is going to be Christmas number one. And then there was a big movement of people who 
like hate that and hate everything yeah. pop and War don't think it's real yeah, music and they yeah. they got rage against the machine to number one the christmas number one in the uk it's that but for movies yeah. all right that's what really saying is. die hard is a christmas movie is yeah and i get look i think it's really popular at the moment to hate on christmas and i understand in certain parts of the world obviously you know there's quite an over-Christianization and people feel uh, pushed to the side. And I guess, you know, you, you wouldn't be a fan of Christmas. But for the rest of the world, like, you know, like it's like this thing where I have so many friends who are just like, oh, fuck Christmas, Halloween's a real holiday. And frankly, like, I mean, they're both consumeristic crap. Like, it's what you make of these holidays yeah. more so than anything else, you know? Yeah. Like, I, I enjoy Christmas. I enjoy Halloween as well. I enjoy it because I try to do something thematic with friends and family. That's why these holidays are important to me. Not because of, like, don't get me wrong, I'm the first person to, like, if I see a thing, like, at the beginning of November of, like, Christmas decorations in shops, I'd be like, what the fuck is this? That's stupid. But, like, that's the consumerism about it. Christmas itself is grand. It's fine. It's whatever, you know? I love Christmas. Yeah. I properly love Christmas. All right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't care. And I'm glad you brought it up, Dan, because there is, there has been a war on Christmas lately. You know what? <laughs> you can't even say Merry Christmas anymore. You have to say Happy Holidays. Okay? Yeah. And that's what this, that's a, the Die Hard being a Christmas movie is the biggest element of the war on Christmas. And, cause, and Die Hard literally is a war on Christmas. That's that's the movie, all right? Okay, that's the subtitle of Die Hard. Die Hard, Hard. Christmas. The War on Christmas. That's what (laughs) it is, okay? Yeah, but like, yeah, this is this oversaturation of hating on Christmas, and I get. I I mean, I hate the again the consumerization of it and all this kind of stuff, but like, don't put Halloween on a pedestal of oh, such a still such a pure and good holiday in comparison. It's like, ah, come on. There's more fucking Halloween junk thrown out the next day than there's Christmas junk. You know what I mean? <laughs> but Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. um, I probably have severed a lot of friendships just then by saying fuck, fuck Halloween. Em. We don't need them. <laughs> I don't need yeah. Halloween lovers in my vicinity. <laughs> but yeah, like you said, like some of the bigger like Christmas albums are just like, you know, the German guy with the I now have a machine gun, ho ho ho. Okay, if I'm going to play devil's advocate, I guess there is meant to be a sense of redemption. Um, you know, we have the cop outside that kind of helps McLean through all things Sergeant Al Powell, played by Reginald Bell Johnson. And, you know, I think the redemption is at the end, he shoots one of the main bad guys, but he hasn't used his gun ever since. He ever, killed yeah, a kid. Ever since he fucking worry, shot a kid. He's a black cop, so it's it's not political. Like, don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> I like, I like how, like, the redemption arc as well is like, oh, this poor cop, he shot a kid, and now he can't use his gun. Poor Mr. Policeman can't shoot people anymore. Oh, yeah. oh he shot somebody. Way to go, Mr. Powell. Like, yeah. fucking, what are you talking about, man? Yeah. He shot a kid. Okay. <laughs> was a it was hey 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 hey. It was dark, and he he thought he saw like a, a gun. It was which implies it was anyway. It, no, it doesn't because he's a black cop, so it's fine. All right. Oh, sorry, he's, you're he's, right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, it's it's not nothing racist. No, that's yeah, that's my yeah, that's okay. That's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's fine. It's perfectly okay. Um, that was definitely not done on purpose or anything like that. 
<laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think there's another element, like we're kind of mocking the the counterculture and the owl da who's sick of Christmas thing. But I think a lot of the reasons people also look at Die Hard and say it's not a it's a Christmas movie. It's that juxtaposition idea, like it isn't inherently a very Christmassy movie. Like it's it's almost very much the opposite. So because it has some you know tangible connections because it's set at Christmas and there's a few Christmas elements here and there, people like to like it's 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 almost a joke by contrast, you know. I I did like. Die Hard being a Christmas movie, I am I'm fairly confident in saying started as a joke. Of course. Like, there's no way, like, it started as, like, probably a fucking BuzzFeed article by some random guy being like, yeah. my oh, favourite Christmas, Christmas movie is Die Hard. Ha ha ha. Aren't I very clever? And and people just went, hey, yeah, I can, I can, I can pin my personality onto this for a little while. I can, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, for me, I, I probably, when I first started, I was like, huh, yeah, there are some things there, I guess. Yeah, fair enough. And then I went on with my life, never taking this on to oh, my soul. See, like, I, I watched this. <laughs> like, I actually, I watched it, um, I'm sorry, I rewatched Die Hard uh, last week, maybe a week ago, maybe two weeks ago, I can't remember now at this point, but recently, and I watched it with three people who had never seen Die Hard before, right? Okay. We, we sat down. And I was like, okay, first of all, you're going to watch Die Hard. All right. It's, I'm, I want you to just, just, when this movie ends, I'm going to ask you one question and just answer it immediately. I watched the movie and I said, okay, everybody, was that a Christmas movie? Every single person in the room said no. Now, one person said it was a pile of crap, so let's ignore her completely. I mean, that's, 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 that's just to make clear, we love this movie. It's, it's a great, great fucking, fucking movie. movie. <laughs> the other two, even they tried to think about it for a second, it was like, no, it starts off and it's on, it's set on Christmas. And then that's it. Yeah. Here's it, the thing, right? So one big element of Christmas movies is that usually there's some sort of like Gringe or Scrooge-like character, right? That, that's a fairly common thing. Some sort of bad guy or bad corporation or element that pushes against the spirit of Christmas, right? That's that's a fair... Like, that's usually yeah. in these Christmas mm-hmm. movies. Yeah. Okay. Hans Gruber is what people would say is this element, right? But to be fair, Hans Gruber's not trying to destroy Christmas or the Christmas spirit he's there to get himself loads of money he's not a terrorist that's the big thing people kind of keep forgetting it was they were they were terrorists initially but it was used as a cover-up they they were pretending they had to pretend to be terrorists and take hostages so that the fbi would cut the power and they could get into the vault exactly right so like they're not here to like destroy the spirit of christmas they're not even here really to affect Christmas. This is just a heist. This is just a normal heist movie. If anything, and maybe it's my sort of fuck capitalism thing, John McClane is the Scrooge of the story for him. Here are some people who want to make 20% of this massive amount of money, be on a beach somewhere, drinking some like nice martinis or wherever they drink, on beaches <laughs> and 
here comes a cop who could literally say, look, I just want to get my wife out of here. You can do whatever the fuck you want. We'll be on our way. And we just want to steal money and go. It's and not again, even... I, I'm not, it's not even clear what John McClane's motivation is, to be quite honest, at some points. <laughs> like, if he just fucking sat there with the rest of them, Hans and the boys, their plan would have went off without a hitch, nobody would have died, and they all would have just left with a load of money, and everybody would have been fine. He would have gone home to his kids on Christmas, which is what he should have done. Oh, which, by the way, let's talk about this. Right, any movie that has some sort of kids connected to it, you usually, you know, see them in the movie. It's usually a big goal of the parent or the older person to try and talk to their kid or reach their kid or make their dreams come true on Christmas, right? That's that's a big thing. We know there's a kid, but really, I think if the kid wasn't a part of the story, this movie would have gone ahead as well. No, I mean, you see, you see his daughter like once. In, on a photo, like wasn't but it? But it's no. She's there's a there's a moment where she's on the phone to uh, the mother. I think I think it's like at the start of the movie before okay, before John yeah, arrives, yeah. and she calls the mother, and the mother tells the the nanny or the maid or whoever to put the kids to bed and make up the spare room for John just in case. Right. That's it. It's the only time. And John John McClane never mentions them. Like no. once the bullets start he flying, has a picture I think in his wallet. That's what it is. That's but like there's never like a I have to do this to get to get back to my kids. I gotta save my family. He's just like, Ara, fuck it. I'm a police officer. This is what I do. I kill the bad know, guys. <laughs> Which is do you know I mean, what he is? Do you know what he is? He is that conservative American ideal of the good guy with a gun. Yeah, he's the he's the guy that hey, if there was a good guy with a gun there the day would have been saved. Because I love this movie, and I'm not going to just shit on conservative people, but, like, this is a very conservative-style movie. It's, you know, the cop is a good guy. Maybe, you know, nowadays, most people go, ah, mm, yeah. even the, the cop who killed a kid, people are just like, ah, the poor fella. Because <laughs> oh. now they're like, yeah, go fuck yourself. Oh, I'm, glad he can, I'm glad he can kill people again. Yeah. I'm glad he got over that hurdle and yeah. now he can kill recklessly He's again. Finally overcome his fear of shooting kids. He's a real yeah. policeman now. Yeah. I think another um like Christmas theme that I don't see in this movie is like the spirit or the authority of a higher power getting involved. I'm not talking about God. Santa. I'm talking about Maybe sometimes Santa, the, but the like magic Santa, a general Christmas spirit coming and pushing the protagonist to do the right thing and make yeah. him go on. It's usually some sort of old man who says, "Maybe you should go to a town," and then a wispy snow comes. Yeah, away that's what I mean. That's what I yeah. call, that's what I call the magic yeah. Santa. It's just yeah. it's not he's not always dressed as specifically in the big red suit with the beard and everything. Yeah. But there's some old guy who vaguely you think you look at him go he if he put on the red suit he'd look like Santa maybe. Yeah. But, and he just give he just randomly turns up when the, the main character is at their lowest point just goes well <laughs> and gives drops like a fortune cookie style. It's like I bought <laughs> that time you got a red bicycle when you were six. What and they, and they no. oh, oh, forget I said anything. <laughs> And it just yeah. floats away. <laughs> it's just, Santa's not in this movie at all. So the closest thing to Santa is it Sergeant Al Al Powell? <laughs> because he's Santa? there on the phone. <laughs> I mean, he's, or like 
I mean, the closest thing to like, that a spiritual push like, is when John McClane like decorates himself with explosives and like Christmas wrap on those explosives. Like that's the closest thing to like a. It's the most sort of outrageous expression of Christmas. <laughs> it's like blow up the bad guys, yeah, yeah. you know. Yeah, look, I mean, like in terms of like Christmas imagery that you'd expect to see in a Christmas movie, like Christmas tree. Yeah, we see briefly at the start. Elves, zero. Unless you want to pretend that the Germans are the elves or whatever, I don't know. Reindeer, a none. blonde guy, elves are blonde, you know. Yeah. Reindeer, none. Um, a scene set in a shopping mall of some sort, maybe doesn't happen. Santa Claus yeah. doesn't show up. There's a there's one little shot I think where there's like a statue of a Santa on a table in the background at the start, and that's it. And Nothing it snows. Else. It doesn't snow. Okay. Oh yeah. Well, that's the that's the next one. It doesn't snow in Die Hard. Probably because no, it's doesn't. in they're in Los Angeles and if you know that's it's hot weather which means it's not really yeah. Christmas. I will say it has a few Christmas songs. Um, even um, John McClane hums it, but again, I put that down to like, I mean, Let It Snow gets played. Um, when oh, when the vault gets opened, what is the? There's a very sort of. Oh, what's it called? Like a very sort of operatic music that starts, and it's quite Christmassy. Uh, it, there's even uh, Beethoven's Ninth Symphony plays at one point, and Ode to Joy plays. Um, yeah, and then let it snow. Those are quite. The opening song is a, a Christmas song that Run DMC did in the yeah it's Christmas in Hollis. So, I think it's called. So at least the people who did the soundtrack did say, "Yeah, look, it is set at Christmas. We'll do a few like." Bits well, of music here and there. So, next, ne- next, uh, big point that people will use in the defense of this is that the the screenwriter, one of the two screenwriters, Stephen D'Souza, um, tweeted some years ago. Somebody said, "What's the crack man?" Well, they didn't say it like that, but just pretend they did. <laughs> here, Stephen, what's the story, by? Um, you wrote the thing. Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? And he said, um, he said, "What did he say?" He said, "Yes, they." The studio, reje- here's what he said exactly. Yes, because the studio rejected the Purim draft. Hashtag Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Purim is a Jewish holiday, which means when he wrote the thing, okay. he wanted it to be set sometime else, which is probably why it came out in the summer. And then the studio were like, that's dumb. So he changed it all to Christmas. And it didn't matter a fuck to what was happening in the movie. No. Also counterpoint against him, Bruce Willis said it's not a Christmas movie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he ended two, the two, quote by saying it's not a Christmas yeah. movie it's a Bruce Willis movie and yeah. by God two, he's right qu- yeah to, and to quote um, Marvel um, Nick Fury's I recognise the council has made a decision <laughs> but considering it's a dumbass decision I've elected to ignore it yeah but it, it like look the way I look at the the fact that it happened it just so happens to take place in Christmas because that's what it is it just so yeah. happens to be Christmas. It's not central to anything. The that only actually happens. plot element right. is that he's trying to get to his family, and that is a Christmas theme. Let's not deny it. that is a, a thing that happens at Christmas. It, but it's not Christmas exclusive. You don't give me that element and tell me, oh, that's an only Christmas plot. It's not. Yeah, but even that, like, I don't spend the movie of Die Hard. I don't view John McClane as a man who is. A, 
He's just trying to get back to his family. He, John McClane enjoys what he's doing in this movie, okay? Oh, he does. He's like, I'm he's fucking a, loving this, man. Yeah. I, he's a psychopath. But, yeah, I, yeah. He has a question for you. If he was at that party and his wife and his children were not, let's say they, his wife and his daughter were outside as this terrorist situation was going and John McClane was trying to stop the bad guys and survive... Would that be more of a Christmas movie to you? I think if if the oh if if the fact that John McClane's wife and also his kids, right, because his wife is one of the hostages. Okay. Yeah, but I'm just saying. If she, that, let's say no, she but wasn't. right. So if if that became a thing, like if it was a case that Hans, like from the get go, or from earlier in the film, was using that against John. And it, yeah. then it became like, okay, he has to do this to save his family kind of thing. Then maybe that's more Christmas than what actually happens, which is that the fact that his wife is one of the hostages. Endangers her more. It do, Yeah, but it doesn't even become known until like three quarters of the way through the movie. Yeah, and that's what endangers her. Like, like nobody like, tells oh, anybody. We can use you, yeah. And yeah. then he's like, oh, cool, you're, that's your husband down there? When that fucking cokehead decides to try and sell him out and get shot in the head because he's an idiot. Yeah. But like... But even then, for the last like twenty minutes, it doesn't feel like John McClane is doing this to save his family. No, he's just like he's like I, I, I like, love this. Group this is God. like, if anything, this is a Christmas present for John McClane. <laughs> They're just yeah. happens to be fucking terrorists, not terrorists, yeah. fake terrorists. Or whatever. He can't live like a happy family life. It's he's too much of like an Irish American cop from New York that the only way he can celebrate Christmas is by walking on broken glass and murdering people. Yeah, but and that's, that's why that's, people yeah. who are so grumpy in their ways enjoy this movie. It's toxic masculinity, man. It's toxic masculinity. But it's like if if John if John's family were completely out of the picture, if they weren't involved yeah. at all in any way and John just happened to be trapped in a building, as I'm <laughs> sure happens in, in the other Die Hard movies, some of them, even though yeah. I think the second yeah, one is, I think it's, the, the second one is like exactly the first one because it's it's also it's set on Christmas and everything. It, yeah. yeah, and then the third one is actually good, and the final two are rubbish. But the, <laughs> John, like, if his family were completely not involved, and John was in New York mm. and in the subway, and some German guys came in and started shooting up the place, he wouldn't leave. He wouldn't be like, oh, fuck it. No, I, I, my family are at home. I better go back to them. He'd still just shoot yeah. the bad guys. Because yeah, at the end yeah. of the day, he's just, that's how they, he's like, oh, he's a policeman. This is his duty to he kill is that, the bad guys. like, old school American idea of the good police cop who's an action hero and all this kind of stuff. And not the uh, modern understanding of, hey, this is quite a corrupt institution, which is hurting a lot of minority people. And, hey, that guy shot a kid. Uh, yeah. You know. Are the Germans minorities? No, no, I meant minorities in that real what life. they're trying to say. Yeah, the poor Germans. Poor Germans. They just had enough. They've had a hard <laughs> road. Okay. <laughs> I mean, again, I don't think they're even German because they don't really speak German. It's just like German just sounding. Gobbledygook. Yeah. Yeah, it really is gobbledygook. Which feels um, we. It feels weird to me that like I. I wonder if at some point. Well, like when Alan Rickman read the script, was the script did the script just say like Hans speaks German, right? Or did the script say Hans speaks random 
stuff that sounds like German or whatever. And, and then I don't think he I'm even like, talked Whoa. that much in German. I think it was more than like the people working underneath him shouting at each other. Hey, look, no, no, Hans doesn't really speak in German at all. Yeah, he ha- yeah. he has like an, a slight affected German accent at times. When he, yeah, it's like. Alan Rickman also the just fantastic as always. Like, you know, he's one of his first really proper good. movies as well. Yeah, he's great in it. He, to, be, to be fair, yeah. he's, Alan Rickman's brilliant as, as Hans. Because he, he became an actor quite late in life. I, th- I believe he was like an architect and then he just started doing acting a bit. You know, he's, he didn't um, enter that too early in his life. So just, he's fantastic. Look, everyone in this movie is really enjoyable. Like it's, it's a fantastic, again, we're not shit on the movie. The movie's brilliant. But it's a it's absolutely it's like the peak of it's it's almost as good as an action movie can get. Like it's yeah, it's peak and they don't maturism. fucking make him like this anymore. It's proper yeah. like fucking like John McClane's not a superhero, but he's an action star in that yeah. he's gonna survive things that he probably definitely shouldn't. And he like the the jokes but you can almost believe he can survive it. Yeah, because like, you're, like, oh. you're just like, oh yeah, he can do that. Of course he can. Yeah, it's John McClane. John McClane had plans. Had to slip that in like, somewhere, but but you know what I mean, like you like you because you know I I think I saw trailers of like the fourth or fifth movie or something like that, and you see him like jumping out of a lorry, driving down a highway, and he survives that, and it's just like no, that's stupid. But seeing him walk painfully over glass on the floor, and we kind of get that memory of the first scene in the movie where that guy tells him, "Oh, just scrunch up your toes if you you're you know scared of air travel." And, you know, that it's like a whole, like, you can believe someone can do that. You, uh, you can believe John McClane can hold on to, like, a hose and flip out a window. And pro- he's probably, be- he's very beat up by then in the movie, you know? But you won't believe in the power of Christmas. No. Um, Thank you very much. Yeah. Do you want my, do you want the stats now? Yeah, let's get, uh, should we go into our next section maybe and just do the stats there? Okay, the final thoughts then. Yes, Mr. Frodo. It's over now. Some right. st- um, statistics, as I statistics. like to call them. Yeah, really, yeah. there's not a whole lot here, but there's two. So basically... No, I'm going to ask you a question. Are any of these done by Lad Bible? Because I know no. what the answer will be. No. Okay. <laughs> no. Okay. So the first, the first of these is a poll conducted by YouGov, which is a, a polling site used by the United States government for some reason. Yes. They're polling this. But, uh, this was done in, in <laughs> this this poll was conducted last year, so 2021. This poll was conducted. He definitely uh, put that out there. Yeah, probably. <laughs> is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Yes, 44%. Oh. No, 47%. 9% of people said they don't know. But. 3%. The no's won. Okay. Um, okay, just now, about though. To go, much. to go a little bit more into that. Um, men, across the men and men versus is of women thing. Um. Half of men, exactly fifty percent of men, said it is a Christmas movie. Uh, yeah, only thirty-seven, right. only thirty-seven percent of women said it's a Christmas movie. Um, you know, if you ever wanted to see which of the um, sexes is smarter, there you go. Yeah, the 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 second poll. Now, this was this poll was conducted in two thousand and nineteen by the Hollywood Reporter. Uh, 
<clears throat> Across all adults who are asked, is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Yes. 25%. No. Okay. 62%. Oh. Yep. Okay. Uh, the breakdown... The breakdown looks at so they they broke it down into age groups and everything. So the the highest percentage of yeses were in the thirty to forty four age category, where thirty seven percent said yes, fifty one percent said no. That doesn't surprise me at all. I mean, look, man, we're like inching towards that age, and you know, people our age, guys our age, they'll all be saying the same shit. Yeah, that it is a Christmas movie, you know. Oh yeah, absolutely. Hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. So it makes 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 perfect sense. Yeah. The thing is, okay. So I, I kind of want to dial back our maybe a slight nastiness at times. <laughs> now I don't think um, Die Hard is a Christmas movie, but if people feel comfortable to watch, because okay, Christmas movies as a rule is a shared experience. If you're watching Christmas movies by yourself, it's a little sad, isn't it? I plead the fifth. Yeah, okay, I know both of us do this, but it's a little consider it's it's meant to be like a family or friends group thing, isn't it? I don't I don't want to think about this. Okay, all right. <laughs> While Kazi's own dealing with that in the corner, <laughs> to me, it's meant to be a group activity. It's meant to be a friends and family. It's a traditional thing you do every year, and some people do Harry Potter, which are not Christmas movies, though the first one is. Fairly close Christmas. Let's I I would there. I would I would say the first Harry Potter is a Christmas movie to me, but the rest aren't. But that's what I mean. It isn't though, really. But it is to you. They are Christmas elements in it more than in Die Hard, by the way. But it's not really a Christmas movie. It's not. Yeah, it's not, is it? No, it's a Harry <laughs> Potter movie. Yeah, it's a Harry Potter movie. Um, but you know, so. A lot of times, when people want to watch Die Hard at Christmas, they are watching it with other people in their lives. They're watching it and saying, hey, no, it is a Christmas movie. That means you have to watch it with me and the family. So as much as it's maybe a kind of an emotional regressive, oh, I don't want any like lovey-dovey Christmas stuff, you still kind of want to spend it with people that you care about and love to watch it. Would you, would you sit down with the family now? Christmas Eve and put on Die Hard I, I think it'd be on yeah to be honest like The Great Escape is a Christmas movie isn't it I didn't I put I watched it now it felt weird to be watching it at Christmas I'll be honest with you okay but look the, you, you watched The Great Escape at Christmas didn't you no that's but that is a Christmas that's a movie that people watch at Christmas it's not a Christmas movie but it is something that people watch around that time they watch the old classic. It's like the sound of music is watched at Christmas time, even though it has zero connections to Christmas. Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory. Chocolate Factory, yes. Yes, that's <laughs> what I said. Willy Chonka's Wonklet Factory. And another German gets fucking brutalized now. You know what? <laughs> Willy Chonklet's Wonkly Factory. <laughs> Call, Call the Bongelins. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, okay. Um, so... I think there is room for traditional movies that are watched at Christmas 
but I wouldn't call them Christmas movies. So yeah, sure, the first Harry Potter movie, The Sound of Music, The Great Escape, J- the odd James Bond movie here and there. These are all movies that RTE, like TV show, uh, you know, chance over here, splurge out every single Christmas. And they become a tradition. It's something that you sit down with your family to watch. Listen, I could sit down with my fucking family every Christmas morning and watch Mel Gibson's Apocalypto. That doesn't make yeah. it a Christmas movie. Okay? But, okay, but it would be a Christmas tradition. Okay, so, right, all right, okay, fine. That's that's my point, okay? I'm going to watch Die Hard every Easter morning exclusively. Excellent, then it's an Easter movie it's for Easter you. Easter movie. John McClane yeah, is the Easter you. bunny. But my argument is, if people go around and say... Die Hard is thematically a Christmas movie. It fucking isn't, all right? If you watch it with your family, it's a traditional thing you watch every year, then it's your Christmas tradition, and I applaud you, and weird, but fair enough. But it is not a Christmas movie by structure and intent, and that's my main point about it. And it's a damn good one. Yeah. Uh, Folks, look, um, we hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, we are planning on hopefully being a bit more regular next year. Um, but we won't make that promise <laughs> just in case. But we'll release as we can and as we want. And I hope you'll join us and enjoy the show. I think we've recently just hit past our 100 um, episodes or um, videos on YouTube or something like that, which is insane to me, which means we almost had something mm-hmm. released every single day. Uh, every single week for the last two years. Fair, folks. Yeah, it's mad, isn't it? Um, half of those are Andor episodes, but, you know. <laughs> um, but no, uh, folks, I'm glad you've been with us. Um, I hope you have a wonderful Christmas, whether you think Die Hard is a Christmas movie or not. Um, and if Die Hard is a Christmas movie, then so is Iron Man 3. Yes, it is. And if Iron Man 3 is a Christmas movie, then Christmas is dead. Christmas is dead. Happy Christmas. Merry Christmas, everyone. Bye.